0: Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beer and Gear. Yeah. I'm doing good. How about you?
1: Doing good. Can't complain.
0: Um, What are you drinking?
1: Uh, tonight is the rare canned experience. I am drinking Martin House Slider, Toadie's Texas Bock. So nice. I don't know the next time you'll see me crack open a can. I'm a snob
0: that way. Uh yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen very often. That was very quiet. Well, well done. Um, I have uh, what I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call a joke beer um, okay. that a friend gave me. Um, had to ha- happen to have it with me. Um, whenever it came time to record this, um, and it is a, youngling Oh wow! Hershey's Porter. <laughs> okay.
1: I have not seen their Hershey's. So,
0: border. um, ne- neither had I. I did not know it was a thing. We, he, the, my friend who gave it to me, was making a joke about how I always say I'm not really a coffee drinker. Um, I drink um, uh, caffeinated chocolate milk is yep. what I drink. So, if 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 there's if it's mostly chocolate milk and then you pour a little bit of coffee into it. Then yeah, I can drink that. That's fine. Um, so he was he was joking about how I should try the uh, chocolate beer and see if I felt the same way about it. And I don't. It's not the same. It's
1: not. So how strong is the chocolate?
0: Pretty strong. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, it's borderline. It like and it's not so. Um, if you've had unling before like this is not a stout i know it says porter on the bottom of it i'm mm-hmm. not i this is this tastes more like you you've had i know that you've had because you like dark beer you've had a porter or something mm-hmm. or a stout or something like that that you had like oh that's kind of... you can kind of have the the like hint of cho-, like yeah, you the have no, the the, the note yeah of chocolate inside of it um this is more like a a fizzy uh, chocolate drink, fizzy lifting drink. Um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely beer inside of it, um, but it's only 4.7 percent alcohol. So, um, it's 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 a combination of really chocolatey and kind of thin. So, mm. I don't I'm, really know how to like. I'm I'm not hating it. I I don't like want to, you know, like if I, if I get like an IPA or something that's really fruity or flowery, flowery, especially fruity, I can kind of deal with, but flowery, I can't handle beer that tastes like, um, some sort of hand washing thing. (laughs) Um, and i I'm, I think you know what I'm talking about oh, though. Yeah. have you ever had one of those where you're like oh oh gosh like that's yeah. hand sanitizer yeah i have I to just say, drank hand sanitizer
1: I have to stay away from IPA I just I just can't do that oh that's um, a, that's a bummer but that this you, that one's not so good because like I've had some of the um uh, chocolate porters and the double chocolate porters and they have hints of chocolate yeah. but not enough that it's overpowering yeah.
0: Well, I think because those are normally so smooth, you know, it's almost, um, chocolate kind of goes with that smoothness. Um, I think, I think that because this is just a little, I, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the worst thing I've ever drank because it's not, it's not even the worst thing I've had on this show. Um, (laughs) but, uh. It. I'm not sure I'm spending money on it. I'll just put it that way.
1: Okay. Well, I guess you've ensured that we're not getting uh, free cases of the beer.
0: Now, if Jungling wants to send us free stuff, <laughs> I would yes. take that. I just please don't send the Hershey's porter.
1: <laughs> well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I guess for us, probably still the record for the worst was the, was it the the dinosaur? What was that one?
0: Yeah, that I did not like that. The um, True Vines... Um, yes. uh Whatever it was in dino, it was uh, Dragons and Dinosaurs. Dragons or and, dinosaurs dinosaurs, and dragons.
1: That's what it was,
0: yeah. Yeah, I did not like that, no. All right, well... No. And I like a lot of True vine stuff, so again, like... I'm not hating on you, True Vine. I, I come there and drink your beer. Yeah. But...
1: Well, I mean, not all of them are going At to be least. a winner. We're going to... That's kind that's of the true. whole idea is to just constantly keep trying to find something new, see what we like, see what we don't. Maybe help some people yep. discover one like it. that they don't know that they may like as well.
0: That's true. And if you if you like um, yungling a lot and you think, you know what? I could probably eat like a Hershey's bar while I was... Drinking this, then you're really gonna like Yungling okay. Hershey's Porter. Okay, that's what I would say.
1: Well, I would say the one that I've got's not too bad. Definitely reminds me a little bit of Shiner. Um, mm-hmm. Wish it yeah. was in a bottle, but found it at well, the the trusty Walmart. <laughs> so,
0: way to go, Walmart!
1: Yeah. Never know what you're gonna run into sometimes.
0: You remember when you remember when Tyler didn't have any alcohol in it?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That was and not that long ago, actually. No,
1: no, honestly, no, it wasn't. Uh I keep thinking that we're gonna wake up one day and they're gonna go the rest of the way and you're gonna get all the things liquor in the in Smith County and in Tyler. Probably not. I, I think it's a matter of time.
0: I've always said I've always said that this Tyler would be a great minor league baseball town if they had more uh freedom with alcohol because I mean you you would just need to but it yeah. like I I think this like a a minor league team would do great here um but you know <laughs>
1: Well, he we had the one, but it just didn't really kind of do too well.
0: I didn't know about that. What is
1: that? Uh, The, was it the Roughnecks? What was it? We had, because they played at the Mike Carter Field. Did they? Yes. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Uh Wildcatters. I'm sorry. We had the Wildcatters.
0: I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: Founded in 97. If date I didn't know it was.
0: Okay. Well, I would say if I didn't know it was a thing, then probably it was before I got here, which means it was definitely before yep. there was alcohol oh, yeah. in Thailand. Yeah,
1: there was no alcohol then. The strongest drink yeah, you got not, then was Dr. Pepper.
0: That I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Dr. Pepper while I'm watching baseball. Oh, yeah. But it's hard to beat beer and hot dog for a lot of people.
1: True. Very true. Anyway.
0: All right. Hey, what are we talking about?
1: Yeah, let's shift gears. Uh, let's We're, we're going to try to dig into a particular subject. I'm going to hold on with both hands and try to hang on with John as he goes through this. We're going to be talking compression. He- yes. Yes, not compression for comp- fittings or cars or any of that, but <laughs> compression, uh, for audio, uh, which will run into limiting. And I think, uh, we talked about, we'll get into normalization, how that plays in it. Um, really kind of wanting mm-hmm. to hear you, John, kind of get into why to use compression when, you know, is there a reason to not use compression on things, And then uh, obviously the settings have different names depending upon manufacturer, but there's some general accepted terms, Um, attack, release, ratio, threshold. Threshold. Those are kind of some commonly accepted terms for what you're doing Mm -hmm. uh, with various elements of compression to try to improve audio. Um, So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. And let you run with it and I may just chime in as long as we stay in the the kiddie pool where my knowledge is at
0: (laughs) well I'm sure we will because I you you keep saying I know a whole lot about this I I have a wide um knowledge of this I don't I I would not say it's super super deep but it is uh pretty cool to know about um why we use things and, and um, general, general uses for, for things and um, everything like that. It's funny about compression. You were saying, um, you know, not talking about mechanics or fittings or anything like that. But um, if you think about it, we use the term for what we're about to talk about in audio. We use the term compression because, um, I mean, it, it, it makes sense when you already know what the compression term means everywhere else. You know, there's a, there's a general um, understanding with compression that you are, you are um, putting limits on either side of something. You're, you're pushing something in, you're, um, you're trying to to squeeze something. Actually, a lot of times compression um, will have funny squeeze name, like compressors, um, audio compressors and whatever will have funny squeeze names and things like that. Um, compressors are used all over the place, um, in, in audio. Um, there's, they've been used for, uh, a really long time. I mean, you, you think about, um, the need for them arising simply from, uh, the, the idea that your ear, um, is designed to hear things from the world around you in a spatial... You know, the, the new spatial audio is like huge now for uh, both for speakers and for headphones and things like that. Yeah. The, the, the reason like we, we don't, we don't, we don't really, like everybody's kind of going crazy about this, but it's because that's how our, our ears are designed to hear everything. Um, Our, our ears are designed to be able to hear things behind us and in front of us and they're be, um, they're designed to be able to distinguish. Um, between uh, the things that we see, like wh- what what is making that noise. Um, it's it's like a pinpoint accuracy that we have. You, you take your ears for granted a lot for what they can do for you. And there's this huge space that they're um, coming out of. Well, when you record anything, whether or when you uh, put anything through a audio system, I'm going to say that. Um, because it, you may not be recording, you may just be transmitting audio in a live sense and there's still a reason to use compression there. Um, when you record something or when you transmit audio through a um, an audio system in any way, um, you got to remember that you're taking all of those, uh, like whatever inputs you have, you're taking those and you're then trying to send them out either through like a, you know, a PA speaker, which may have big drivers on it and big woofers and all these, you know, subwoofers and all that. Um, Or you may be coming through like your tiny radio speakers or even smaller, like your headphones or even smaller, your earbud speakers. Um, And, and you got to remember, like you're taking a lot of audio that's being recorded. You're taking, even if they're in a recording room, like you're taking the space of that audio and you're trying to make it come out of a tiny speaker. And so to do that, um, to to do that and have it be intelligible, um, there's a thing that we have to use called compression. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of people that have hated on compression over the years. I'll say that um, because there there is an, I mean if you're if you're an audiophile, you know there is kind of an unnaturalness to it. Um, because of what I just talked about, um, that your ears aren't really designed to be uh, to to hear compressed knowledge or knowledge to hear compressed audio. They're they're designed to hear the full picture, the full um, spectrum. But if you do that, then yeah, the full spectrum, the full and the full dynamic spectrum. That's the other part. Is it's not just the 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz that your um, ears are really designed to to operate with inside of, but they the amplitude of that, those uh, um, hertz, kilohertz, um, you're, you're designed to hear large ranges of dB. Um, now, listening to something that has really loud and really quiet dB, like over and over and over again, is really exhausting to your ears. Um, you notice this at the, at the airport, um, uh, not, well, Maybe not at the airport as much anymore because most of them are so insulated inside of it. But I remember like hearing jets take off and how loud that is and then how quietly the person next to you is talking. And 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 your ear is designed to be able to do that. Speakers not so much designed for that um, and not so much designed for the intelligibility that we talked about. So this thing comes along, this um, effect comes along called compression where we basically... We take what we want to hear and we give it a bottom and we give it a top and we push down on the wave. I'm drawing with my hands like y'all can see me. We push down on the wave, the amplitude of the wave, Mm -hmm. Um, not the frequency of the wave. That's important to know um, the difference of. Um, But the amplitude of the waves, we're pushing down on that until um, they fit within a certain area. Um, and that helps with transmission. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to somebody, uh, um, or a recording, either a recording of something or, um, maybe even a, uh, someone live, um, that's coming through a speaker. If you can, if you can really, like, I can understand them when they're talking loudly, but when they get really quiet, it's just really hard to understand what they're saying. Um, if there's no compression on them um, then what happens is uh, you've got a a system that is optimized for the uh, upper part of that um, audio range and not for the lower part if you've got a system that you can really hear when they're talking quiet um, and then when they talk loud it's like it's uh, it sounds distorted it sounds um, garbled it sounds um, whatever, then you've got a system that's optimized for that lower dB, that lower range of audio, and it's, it's peaking um, out at the top. So in order to, um, you know, we, um, I, this is kind of a fun side note. Have You ever seen the movie um, uh, Shoot? Um, it had the Irish um, singer songwriter and once. Is it Once? I think it's Once. I don't know. It's got an Irish singer-songwriter. I'm going to have to look it up so I don't um, make sure that I'm not. Um, uh, Yeah, it's called Once. It's from 2007. Irish singer-songwriter. And I think, like, it's... uh, I can't remember where she's from. It's got to be Eastern European. Um, But... uh, Two singer-songwriters, actually, and they're just going through their life and they meet and there's just, you know, honestly a little bit weird of a story about them. But the funny part is that the movie is uh, not like it, it may be loosely based on somebody's life or his life or something like that. But it's really just an excuse for these two incredible songwriters to be in the same space and to put their musical abilities together. And that's also kind of the story of it is just that the, this happened stances, but they end up write, uh, recording a, a song together or actually a whole album together. Um, and the audio engineer at the end of all the recording, he's like, he totally doesn't He thinks this is a waste of his time. And then they start going and he's like, oh my gosh, this is real. And so he starts like going crazy and trying to make it all work and um, make it sound good. Well, not make it sound good, but record how good it sounds. Um, And then at the end of all that, he kind of like collapses in his chair with them. You know, there's a montage, of course, of them recording all these songs. Um, And he kind of collapses in his chair um, with them at the end and is like, okay, now we got to do the crappy speaker test. And they basically take their song that they've recorded and they go play it in uh, a car, like they drive their car to the beach and they listen to the song that they've recorded on the car speakers going to the beach. Now, why is that important? And why am I talking about compression and then talking about that? Um, Compression is one of those things that if you have, you know, the best spatial audio headphones that you can design if you have a you know dolby digital surround sound 7.9 point you know two, what i don't know some like ridiculousness speaker system around you Mm -hmm. compression is not what you're worried about no Um, you're probably worried about there being too much compression because you it's it's uh creating the
1: full fidelity
0: you You're looking for full fidelity. the The reason that you would use compression is to kind of simplify the audio signal. You think about radio being so big um, uh, for so long, you know, before TVs, we're we're enthralled with radio and radio waves and everything like that. Well, radios have to be um, uh, the the signal going out to radios has to be compressed and it has to be tuned and it has to be able to sound good over a wide array of speakers and what's being used and to be intelligible. And so really, you know, audio engineers at that time that are focused on um, what they're recording and everything, they're really trying to make sure that you can hear the most important things. And so they're compressing the crap out of those things in order to make sure that that area stays where it's supposed to, to be able to be widely received. And I understand, like again, there's this like dirty word with compression. like um, the, there's this like uh, compression's the enemy or something like that. it It is a tool that, yes, when it, when it had to be used to to make something kind of sound ugly, we listen to old recordings of th- something and you're like, wow, that's that kind of sounds bad. Um, Well, compression was being used to overcome the shortcomings of the speaker, it was also being used to overcome the shortcomings of the microphone because if you weren't directly in the microphone, it was a very faint sound. Well, you would compress then um, the sound that was coming out so that the really loud, what was right in front of the microphone, was not overpoweringly loud than the thing that was a little bit further away from the microphone. Correct. And this is where I'll talk a little bit about uh, um, live audio because there's a lot of times that in live audio I'm using compression and when I'm mixing live audio I'm using compression uh, kind of for that reason Um, either audio like for a person speaking I'm using it because they can't regulate either their distance from the microphone well I'll say it first um, either because they can't uh, regulate their yeah their distance from the microphone or their volume into the microphone And those are two different things. Like you stay uh, the same distance from your microphone, but you get really loud or you shout, which was the classic camp problem. Everybody would hold at, you know, at, at summer camp, everybody holds the microphone right up to their mouth. And then whether or not they're whispering into it to just say like some little funny joke that they want everybody to hear or they're screaming at everyone to like get the energy level up compression is what makes those two things work in the same space. Um, If you've got somebody that's pulling the microphone away from them and then pushing it um, close to them, like if they just have no discipline with their microphone, compression is going to be your friend in order to keep their highs down and their lows still up enough. Um, So let's then talk about threshold. So threshold is kind of the bottom. Threshold is where do I want the compression to start? Correct. Yeah, Everything else of, may be true to its DB, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what kind of,
1: you're, you're, I was going to say, you're kind of setting the threshold, you're setting the magic number for all these things to start to happen.
0: Yes, to start to happen. It Nothing is going to get compressed until you reach the threshold. Right, threshold. I mean, yeah. it's, I feel like it's aptly named uh, for what it is. Um, ratio. What is ratio? Ratio is um, if if you see compression as the amount of uh, force down on the upper end of a uh, um, volume level, ratio is how sti- or how much pressure then you're putting on it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like one to one is a straight line.
1: Yeah. One to one, you're really not compressing anything, if I understand it correctly. You're not compressing. Whereas when you go two to one, three to one, four to one, and so on, what you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, for every Mm -hmm. uh, one dB over, you're compressing it down four, or have I got that reversed? When you're looking for every one
0: dB yeah to to get the line for every 1 db um over you are pressing. To, yeah o- over the threshold you're compressing yeah i guess that's the case if 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 it's if the D, uh, i got to i got to do the line in my head so that i can that's see okay. it on the graph um it for every 1 uh db that you're going up it's pressing 2 db over um, it's trying to push slightly. That's yeah. So uh, and two that, to one. that would
1: be in a two to one ratio.
0: Two to one, and then three to one is more. Four to one is more. So you see that line uh, turn more severely um, on your. And it, usually, that I, I'm saying it as a line because that's usually the way you see it represented on a um, uh, on, on the graph of compression. Um, uh, if 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 Amplitude and uh, time are over. (laughs) Well, amplitude and what would the other one be? It's not time. In a graph of amplitude and, oh, shoot. Well, I'm going to have to look that up for our next episode. Okay. um, Because I can't remember what the the other uh, axis is on it um but it's uh you you draw a a straight line or like a a diagonal line going x equals y x equals y x equals y Mm -hmm. um two to one is uh if x is if y is one x is two if you know and so on yeah that's right yeah um so Uh, That that curvature of that line, um, the bend in that line is usually referred to as the knee. Correct. Um, And for obvious reasons, you can see why that would be the, the, you know, that pivot point would be referred to as a knee. Um, And you can make that knee softer, um, which means that it is more... More gentle? Curved, which... Usually gives it a more natural sound. Yeah. Um, If it's, if it's a sharper or a harder knee, um, then, then it sounds a little bit unnatural. Um, The more curved, um, the more forgiving, I guess, your ears can be towards it. Also, just in general, the more, the higher the ratio, the more heard the compression is going to be. Correct. As a general rule um spoken word is like three to one um compression and um, that's usually what people are um looking at and then y- it, you know if it's just if it needs a little bit if you really got a shouter on you <laughs> if you're really trying to tame this guy down um then that's uh you may need to up it what are the other ones that you're talking you said uh, uh attack, attack release how, the other two and so probably once we can attack would be how
1: Gonna say once we complete yeah, those we'll probably be at your time limit that we're trying to hit at for tonight
0: okay um well attack would just be the um how quickly the um compression happens um and release is more how how long um that uh that compression is held mm-hmm. um again if if a compression if a if compression happen or if it The release is the one that i really care about most of the time if it's held too long um especially with speaking you you hear it and we're talking about milliseconds for both of these Mm -hmm. um your your ear it's amazing how fast it hears things like this um uh, but those those two are kind of tied in my mind the attack how how quickly you want like how and and I guess for attack you you should be asking yourself how how long can the ear sustain above the compression that I want or how long can the ear not sustain how long can the ear tolerate there you go above um, the compression that I want mm-hmm. before I really need it to kick in and the sustain is how long or how short <laughs> Um, can the ear tolerate uh, the over-compression that can happen um, with those things.
1: So, like that. Let me me ask you, since we're talking about for spoken, there's a kind of a rule of thumb of ratio. So, do you have Mm -hmm. or is there kind of a general rule of thumb on for attack and release or does it depend on what you're compressing?
0: Um, I think it would depend on what you're compressing. again, you want pretty darn short on spoken word because it's so dynamic you i mean, just in in that phrase that you just heard me say, it's so dynamic um that k um if 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 i if I have somebody who is really, really strong with um, plosives or with uh, Different things like that. I may want to compress them, um, you know, even in, in, in kind of a separate mindset. I may want to compress them uh, a little bit because of things like that just to tame the way that um, their voice sounds. Because if if I've got a really sensitive microphone and you've got somebody who's clicking a lot or has has a really sharp um, sharpness to them that... The enunciation is not um, what they're going to have a hard time with, you know. Like the the clarity is not going to be difficult for them. Um, but instead of this is this gets really tricky because we got people that will um, eq the crap out of something and never touch the compressor. Um, and we have people that compress the crap out of something and never touch the EQ EQ and a compressor. And maybe this is what we should talk about in the second one. For a while, is EQ and compression go hand in hand. If you have one without the other, um, you're probably missing something. Yep. And and so there's there's things like like the sibilance and and things like that that if you just compress the audio a little bit, um, if you compress it and you tighten up the release to where it's a shorter amount of time, and I'm I mean. sub 10 millis. I mean, it's, it's even, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one. Like, that's one of the ones that I'm, I'm listening to what I'm doing and I'm turning the knob as I'm doing it. Um, Because it's just like, it's so dependent on your ear um, about being able to hear. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try to tell you um, how, how long it should be. But you, I mean, just for the record, Like you can hear, you can hear the difference between, I think latency, usually we're talking about like in five milliseconds. If something is more than five milliseconds later, milliseconds, like guys, fractions of a second, um, you can hear that your ear can distinguish the difference. Um, And that's a normal ear. There are people that are like three milliseconds and they're out. Like, they, they can't, like, they can't handle um, being able to hear three milliseconds off. And it's like, all right, you're, you're a special person. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, like, you, we talk a lot about that, or there's a lot of talk about this with, with video um, conversations. Like, people will say, like, bad video can be forgiven if there's good audio. I've heard that a lot. Bad audio cannot be forgiven. Um, your ears, like your eyes, especially when it comes to screens are so used to seeing things a little bit soft, a little bit like, um, oh, well, like I, you get used to the color um, grading that's happening on something or you, uh, the, even the white balance or something like that, like that. That's not exactly how I would like it to be, but your brain gets used to that very easily. If audio keeps being off, your brain, I mean, yes, there, there is a deafness that can happen if there's like a low hum or something like that. Oh, yeah. But if, if somebody's voice doesn't sound right or looks wrong with their voice, like yep. your, your brain will have a hard time uh, making sense of that um, and it, it will keep telling you about it and it just, it shows up in the form of irritation. You will find yourself just being angry. Yes. Um, at it, you may not even know why you're angry, but holy crap!
1: Yeah, there's nothing more than watching a video and you can see that the audio and video are out of sync. It just, yeah, I know that may, may not quite be what you were going for, but
0: that that's no, that's right, that's definitely part that of it.
1: I, I literally will stop the video because, yeah, my, because my brain Or stop looking
0: at it if yeah. I'm really interested in what they're saying.
1: Whew, yeah. My, my, my brain just can't do both like that. And it's like, okay, we're done now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, this is I super simple. I I appreciate you letting me cut it short. I got to get home to my family,
1: no, but no, no problem. Um, I'm, I'm glad we were still able to make it. Uh, yeah. So I, I think we hit some of the key concepts there without going too far into the weeds. So yeah, maybe on the yeah. next one, we'll have more time and you can go in a little bit, deeper, and you can definitely hit on why the EQ and the compression go hand-in-hand hand and are necessary.
0: Yes. Well, I'd love to hear any questions that you would have about it. Um,
1: yeah, the only other thing that I, like I, maybe the, I could I'm, throw I'm out.
0: actually going to look and see if there's...
1: I was going to say, the only thing I could throw sorry. out real quick, and this may not be so much compression as it may be limiter, the example I had that came to mind when you mm. were talking about the differences in the levels. Yes, So There's TV commercials. Mm-hmm. You'll be watching the show, you've got the yeah. commercial, and the commercial is just like, hey, yeah. and you're like, whoa, back off. And then the next commercial will be so yeah, low right. that you're like cranking the volume up, mm-hmm. and the next commercial is, boom, blaring back in your ears, and you're cranking the remote back down. So I don't know if that's more now TV's do limiting to stop that or TVs are in stations in general, trying to do more compression to try to prevent that when you're watching TV.
0: Well, we, we talked about normalization and stuff like that. Um, we can talk about that next time. Yeah. There's and and you see it, like even you, you talk, you were talking about different, like different medias coming to you, um, yeah. or, or different, uh, creator, I don't even know what to to call it, different producers, um, different, uh, you're getting the media from all these different people. Correct. And, and all of it comes together and it gets put on the web, or web, it gets put on the uh, TV station and it's, it is vastly different. Yes. Um, We experience this in, in in radio (laughs) all the time. We experience it in TV, um, and we experience it, um, yeah, we experience it in, in, in stuff like that all the time where the, the levels are just different, um, and there there are, like, there's, uh, in order to not send audio through another processor, most of the time, that's like that's the that's why this is happening is that because they're they're not then sending what's being sent to them through anything that is then regulating that um up and down of it. But we didn't even talk about like inside of a movie. If you've ever been watching a movie and you're you're like, I, I can't hear what they're saying. And then all of a sudden there's an explosion, and you're like, I don't have ears anymore because I was so loud. Um that range that they're that the movie production is giving you Mm -hmm. is greater than the range of your speakers.
1: I would call that the tenant. And
0: so you wanted, yeah, the tenant effect, you (laughs) wanted more compression. Yes. What the theater wanted was higher fidelity. Yes. They wanted it to be more like you are in the room with what is happening than you know, your your speakers can even handle it. It was made for a big system. Yep. Um, and your little, you know, tiny sub one inch speakers on your TV aren't aren't doing that. Yep. So, you know, it's just another reason to go buy more speakers.
1: <laughs> yes. All right, John. Let's get you out of here. Get you home to your your family, and it's getting late. I appreciate it, man. I love hearing you talk about this stuff. I uh, hope everybody out there is going to enjoy this yeah. as well. Um,
0: and we'll see if we it's can... It's fun. Hey, if I made a mistake,
1: <laughs> why don't you tell us? Yeah. Hey, Jason, it's if you're listening... From the So, all right, man. We there you appreciate go. it, John.
0: Oh, man. I don't want, I don't want Jason critiquing my work. Uh, that <laughs> dude is way smarter than I am.
1: All right, man. All right. All right. I'll see you next time.
0: Sounds good.